This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hmm? Ah! Hmm. We'll soon be opening Cobra Kai franchises throughout the entire valley. So every one of you young men and women here can be part of our championship dojo. And this is what we're up against. Terry Silver. This is how everyone sees him. As some kind of philanthropist out to save the kids of the valley. That's why you're here. I tried to stop Cobra Kai on my own. Nothing's worked. There's only one way to end this. We have to cut the head off the snake. How are you doing, your son? I can do that. Yeah. Hey, whoa, no, no, no. I didn't mean literally cut his head off. They're not for cutting. They're for blocking and stabbing and crowing and gouging. Okay, still, please, put him away before Amanda sees them. What I meant was, we need to expose Silver for who he really is. Then his students will see the light. The problem is, Silver may be crazy, but he's not dumb. He always thinks two moves ahead. We have to be careful with this guy. No, Daniel-san. He must be careful with this guy. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Richard. And I'm Rima. And this is Cobra Kai Cast. Hi! Yeah! Oh, that, that wasn't very good, huh? I thought it was Gotta good. Gotta be more Cobra Kai. Hi! Yeah! Danielson. There we go. <laughs> this week we're covering Cobra Kai Season 5, Episodes 1 and 2, Long Way From Home, and Mole. Or is it Mole? Mole. Mole. Oh, yeah, look, there's yeah. a little tilde on it. Oh. Sauce. My, I don't have my glasses on. So I, <laughs> I didn't notice that either. I thought it was mole. I don't even know why it's called that. I mean, I, I guess uh, Miguel's father was making a mole, maybe a mole sauce or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because I was like, mole, because like they planted a mole. Right? Oh, I think that's, that's, yeah, it's a double meaning. Yeah. Th- for that's sure. what I wondered too, or thinking that. Um, Miguel was the, a mole or something. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, could be, be accusatory of him, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I maybe I put that accent over it, and it wasn't even supposed to be there. Oh, <laughs> so by accident, <laughs> mole is like you know that Mexican sauce. I think they put chocolate in it. It's good. Uh, we're back. Are you guys ready for Cobra Kai season five? Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. I I know I haven't. I haven't skipped ahead or nothing like that, but I've been reading that uh, it's getting good reviews. So I know. I'm excited. Yeah, because 
it feels like more these days than usual after my first watch of something, I'm not sure I'm into it. And then second watch, I like it a lot more. That happened with these two episodes. But after I watched the first episode, I was sort of like, I don't know. It's starting to feel kind of played out, this whole <laughs> thing. And then I went on to Rotten Tomatoes and I saw that it was 100%. And I'm like, okay, okay. Just stick with it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Right. Yeah. Well, then you got all the trolls, like this whole thing with the new Lord of the Rings show. You know, they're like trolling yeah. saying, oh, it's not token. It's not this. It's not that. But it's not that bad. Come on. It's awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of that is just that. Just people being jerks for no reason. Yeah. Well, they're all pissed off that She-Hulk she just... twerked. but uh i want to mention before we get into these first couple episodes of season five that if you are new to us we are cobra kai cast on the podcast network we're big fans of this series clearly we've covered every episode we are fans of the karate kid more so me i would say it's one of my favorite movies and has been since it first came out in 1984 um we cover two episodes of Cobra Kai per podcast. We release this season every Sunday, if we're on time. Um, we really love listener feedback. We have a listener feedback section, and you can find all our contact information at podcastica.com. That's our network site where it will tell you all the different ways you can leave feedback. That's podcastica.com. Um, this is actually our first new episode since we split Cobra Kai out into its own podcast, Cobra Kai cast, because... Uh, mm-hmm. As always, it will also be released on House Podcastica, where we have a whole bunch of shows together for people who like to have things in one place. But we split it out for Cobra Kai fans to be able to find us. So if you are a Cobra Kai fan, even if you're listening on House Podcastica, we'd appreciate it if you would follow and subscribe to Cobra Kai Cast to help us move up in the search results so new listeners can find us. Following Cobra Kai Cast is like the crane technique of podcasting. We need your help to win the tournament. <laughs> of podcast (laughs) and you can find that as well at podcastica.com if you just go to cobra kai cast click the subscribe button it has links to all the different platforms at apple spotify stitcher etc practice your cobra kai listening skill (laughs) ready subscribe (laughs) listen on listen on longer (laughs) <laughs> uh, I also thought before we got into it that we should do a quick recap of season four. Not so much the whole season, but just where we were at the end. So um, the season ended with the All Valley Karate Tournament, which is kind of a staple of the series. They, in, this, in Cobra Kai, we had one at the end of season one, and then we had another one at the end of season four. Um, Miguel left the tournament halfway through because he was injured and he also thought Johnny didn't really care about him. He kind of misinterpreted some things and, um, Eli beat Robbie. That was a pretty awesome fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Terry silver paid the ref who made bad calls that let Tori beat Sam in the final match, which put Cobra Kai over the edge to win the whole tournament. Right. And now Terry Silver's opening a bunch of Cobra Kai dojos all around the valley. Uh, at the very end, Daniel brought in Chosen to help him try to put an end to Cobra Kai. Chosen, the uh, his nemesis from Karate Kid Two. Yeah, that was like the last scene, in yeah. the last episode, huh? Yeah, he said, uh, "We can't honor a deal with people who have no honor," or something like that. I'm like, uh, "Does that really make sense? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you the one who's?" 
being dishonorable here. Um, and then, uh, but also Robbie took this new kid, Kenny under his wing. And then Kenny turned into a little sociopath and bullied the hell out of Daniel's son, Anthony. I don't know if they'll follow mm. up on that this season, but um, Robbie felt bad about all that and realized he was on the wrong side. And he and Johnny made up for the first time in this whole series, which was a really Finally. nice scene. Yeah. We haven't seen any of that, huh? Yet. In the first two episodes. Kenny? Yeah. No. Oh, wait. No, we saw him in the dojo, right? Yeah, but barely. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Nothing yeah. Behind he was it. there. Yeah. And then Johnny found out that Miguel went off to Mexico to look for his real father and went after him. And, uh, and Silver, Terry Silver, beat up Stingray and framed Crease for it and had him arrested. Yeah. That was pretty messed up. That was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. That was and I idea. didn't really think about it after that, too. I felt bad for Stingray. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I did, too, and I don't even like him. so that brings us to cobra kai season five episodes one and two long long way from home and mole or mole (laughs) so uh (laughs) (laughs) what did you guys think of this one rima what did you think of these these two episodes i was a little unimpressed with the premiere episode (laughs) Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) i feel like I'm going to be in the minority here and that's okay. <laughs> Oftentimes as we're talking things through and I hear um, y'all's points and stuff, it will sometimes help ter- turn it around for me. But I, I was just a little underwhelmed by the first episode. Second episode, not so much. It, it improved things for me, but I don't know. I was, it didn't, it didn't just, it, it didn't land for me. It When it started, I was like, it just doesn't feel like, the other Cobra Kai episodes just mm. felt a little off mm-hmm. to me. Um, I'm not exactly sure why. I can't quite pinpoint it, but it just felt a little bit off. It felt more to me soap opera and less fun comedy. You know, I mean, they usually have a good balance of that, but it leaned more on the plot. And I mean, it's always pretty plot heavy, but it was less about fun moments and more about the drama, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it, that's why, but it definitely wasn't as light. I felt it was like a like a more of a housekeeping episode, like trying to get everybody up to speed with what mm. this what this uh entire season is gonna be like, you know, like uh I like guess the first thing I thought when I heard um oh, what's Daniel's wife's name? Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, and she's like, I thought we would be sipping Mai Tais by the pool, not watching your Okinawan assassin using his using this as your training ground. I was like, Well, here we go. We have the plot of season five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. You know, I like I said, when I was finished with the first episode, I was like, "Uh oh, this is the first time I'm really feeling like this might be kind of played out. Mm-hmm. But then and then I went looking on our Rotten Tomatoes and I, I looked at the writers for this season and some of them wrote last season, but um, the showrunners aren't listed as writers for any of the episodes, which I was a little worried about. But mm-hmm. then I saw that 100%. And then I watched the second episode and I started to get a feel for the shape of the season and the themes. And then when I went back and watched the first, I liked it a lot more. So I'm really glad that we cover that we cover two episodes because it the second episode helped me appreciate the first one more. That's now, a good point. No, yeah. I like them both. Second one was much more lighthearted, I think. Well, I mean, not lighthearted, you know, some pretty serious stuff going on, but, you know, I had more jokes more fun, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A couple of fights. Yeah. Some good fights. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into our points. Oh, wait. For people who don't know, 
it, I don't know if there's anybody listening to us for the first time, but instead of just going through beat by beat about what happened and what we thought of it, we each come prepared with several points that we want to talk about. And it can be really deep, long ones, or just a short thing to comment on, whatever we felt like. Just kind of feels like, to me, that's more interesting because you already saw the episode, so you know what happened. And this is more like how it impacted us and what what stood out to us. The kind of things that we would talk about if we all worked in an office together and like, did you see Cobra Kai last night? Except a little more preparation put into it. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> we hope. We hope. <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. Uh, well, my my first point, I'll just kind of show a little appreciation as, as far as, I guess, the pacing. Because they're at least so far from the first two episodes. I mean, I'm assuming they'll keep up with the same pace the rest of the season. But the first two episodes, I mean, they're not wasting any time Mm. um, from what I can tell. You know, Chosen has already been found out. Mm -hmm. You know, like I I thought, uh, you know, when we saw him there at the end of the first episode and I was like, oh, boy, here we go. I thought that would probably (laughs) carry into... Like at halfway or two something. or three. Yeah, yeah like yeah. at least two yeah. or three more episodes that th- that would kind of play out. But nope, by the <laughs> second episode, he's already... I was kind of bummed, actually. I wanted to see more of that. Me too, because <laughs> I, I really... That was, was fun. fun for me to <laughs> see him in the second episode, you know, kind of getting his way in there, kind of using yeah. uh, Terry Silver's own techniques, you know, yeah, and kind of worming his and, way yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. He was good so, at it. He yeah. was good at it, so it was fun to watch, and he was really getting a kick out of it. It was fun to watch him. I wasn't sure if it would be, because last season, I mean, it was pretty fun last season, but he, th- I think they have a real good take on his character right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, I thought it was going to play out, at least for a couple more episodes before he was exposed. I mean, I didn't think it was going to go a long time or the entire season, but I, you know, wasn't expecting it already in episode two for him to be found out and for Terry Silver to already kind of be on, uh, onto them. Tori didn't waste any time in confronting, uh, Terry Silver, you know, that she knew about the ref. So that's already out there and gonna, I'm sure, you know, be talked about, or it's going to be, a, you know, play a part as, as far as what her decision was into the rest of the season. And then, we had the Mexico storyline with Miguel. I mean, that's that's done. Yeah, you know. So I'm just <laughs> right. like, okay. So you know, some of these really big things, you know, are already kind of wrapped up here by the end of episode two. And I thought, dang, if they're, <laughs> you know, this is kind of fast. I mean, Cobra Kai does have a fast. I, I think anyway, usually yeah. a kind of a faster pace anyway. I mean, they yeah. already only have like ten episodes, and they're short. They're sure, typically yeah. what thirty to forty maybe minutes long mm-hmm, yeah. or so but they're usually pretty quick sometimes shorter than that but you know they're usually fast paced but i don't know i was just expecting i think um for, for some of that to carry out a little bit so mm-hmm. i i think it's good though i mean yeah, i don't I, I don't like when they dwell on something too long better to be too short and and yeah. leave us wanting more than to go on too long with something yeah yeah i think the only thing i would have really wanted to see is like we already said if to see chosen maybe a couple more episodes pretending to Undercover. be the sensei or whatever but um <laughs> other than that i'm okay with it so you know what i thought i was a little worried at some point that either chosen was like a t- double agent against daniel or mm. at least that yeah. terry silver was going to turn him against daniel mm-hmm. you know because they started talking about 
I have this one rival and he humiliated me and I'm like, it's the same rival as Terry's. Uh Oh, but that didn't happen. And I'm kind of glad like in this series, you know, people often are friends and then they're against each other. And so even though chosen and Daniel are friends right now, they could very well go against each other at some point, but I actually kind of hope not. I I like it that they're a team. It's funny in a show about, you know, loyalty, there's not much of it. (laughs) (laughs) Or, I mean, a discipline, you know, like (laughs) a discipline about loyalty. Yep. Yep. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights... You're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, well, building upon that, I, I kind of felt the same way about the chosen thing. You know, I was watching it, and both of you brought up some good points. I was just like, I was nervous, dude. Like you said, Jason, you know, I was like, oh my God, he's going to turn to the dark side. Because <laughs> Daniel had this great introduction to Terry Silver and what a what a crazy silver-tongued fox that he is and how he can yeah. turn people, you know, and he's super manipulative and stuff. And I'm like, why are they setting it up like this? What's going to happen? <laughs> hey, you just said silver-tongued fox. And just like a few minutes ago, I thought, oh, Maybe that's why they named the character Terry Silver. Terry Did Silver. You, have you already thought <laughs> of that? Silver Fox? Silver Tongues. Uh, no, I hadn't thought about that before. No. Yeah, I, th- I bet you that's why. Because that's uh, what he is. Hmm. He's he's a liar, you know? He's, yeah. yeah. He's good. But, but I mean, he is, but he's he knows when not to, too. Like, he talked Tori. Silver Fox, too. Into coming back, and he wasn't lying about any of that stuff. He's like, is it really cheating? You know? Well, mm-hmm. I would argue with that, but we'll get to it. <laughs> But yeah, then so I was sweating bullets there a couple of times uh, with uh, with Chosen, and then when he was found out at the end of the episode, I was, I was like, "Oh no!" You know, the sweat increased a little bit. But then I also felt a sense of relief, kinda, because I was so nervous through the whole damn episode. I was like, "He's gonna turn to the dark side." So now I'm like, "Oh okay, thank God, he's still loyal to Daniel." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like. You don't open any more dojos or um, mess yeah. with the Larusos, or I'll make you. What did he say? Like some real intense threat. Yeah, don't cross the line, or we'll come <laughs> bite your head off, or something like that. Oh yeah, you will beg for mercy. Yeah, it's like, dude. Yeah, that was intense. Damn, you can't do any of this stuff in the real world. You're gonna get your ass sued. I didn't feel that way about Miguel though. The Miguel drama that played out. That one, like you were saying, it was a little more soap opera-ish, You know, and mm-hmm. kind of went out as like you would expect. It seemed obvious to me, at least, because it's like, well, if he found his dad and liked him, he's just going to stay in Mexico. That's no fun. Yeah. The only question I <laughs> yeah. have. So they first, because he knew the guy's name was Hector Salazar and that his mom said he did bad things. So they, the first Hector Salazar he found was clearly a sketchy guy. And then the second one was kind of a nice guy. So I figured, okay, this can go one of two ways. Either he seems nice, but he's not going to be nice, or he's not his dad either. Which I yeah. thought that's what was going to happen, but it turned out it was it was the first one. So that's what made it kind of interesting to me. Like, when's he going to reveal whatever the twist uh-huh. is here? 
Yeah, it, it was pretty obvious. They really played it up, like when they, when he saw Hector, the second Hector, yeah, out so by nice. the trash can, you know? Like, there he is, he's like super handsome, some guy's telling him he's too nice. Yeah. <laughs> All that was missing was the clouds parting and a beam of light shining on him. You know? Halo like, over his head. Dad? Well, <laughs> it was like, every time he heard someone, Hector, he's like, Daddy? And I'm like, <laughs> How many Hector like, Salazar's are there in Mexico? Know. I'm guessing so. about five million. That's like a Bob Jones here in the East yeah, US. Huh? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Rich? Um, bomb, bomb. No, it's a bit, I, I thought it was funny at the end there when when uh, Terry Silver had him found out, you know, and he brought in the senseis and he's like, "I'll triple your pay if you take this guy out." Mm-hmm. And then chosen kicks all of their asses yeah right? hardcore like a badass and yeah he wasn't pulling punches or nothing and then i know at the end they do that close-up on terry silver's face i got a chuckle because i was thinking he was thinking god damn it now i gotta get another seven more senses <laughs> <laughs> i thought terry would have fought friends. him right then but it's only episode two so they gotta say yeah. that <laughs> but yeah like i think he like threw one guy into another guy's fist and then my favorite was, I mean, yeah, he's being really brutal. And then I I think he was looking at the last guy who was standing. You know, you got to keep your eyes on him because he's your enemy. And then one of yeah. the other guys was sort of writhing around and moaning. And he, without looking, he just kind of kicked him another time. Uh, <laughs> boom. Yeah, keeps him down. But that ending, that really solidified it for me. I'm like, all right, Chosen's on our side. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I felt good about that, too. It would have been another interesting plot development if he'd been against him, but I, I like it better this way. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're only two episodes in. Yeah, that's I think true. it would be interesting to have a twist of maybe chosen, you know, does kind of flip. He maybe. might. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, nothing's impossible in this Cause show. Because they, they kept mm-hmm. like hitting on that theme of things honor. aren't always what they seem. And yeah, and honor and how he struggled with that in his life and he seems like he's gotten through those issues, but you never know. Yeah. Talking about how everyone used to be weak. Yeah. Well, honors honor is my first point, which, um, you know, we always say karate kid and Cobra Kai are about the importance of good role models and teachers and parental figures. No such thing as bad student, only bad teacher. And honor is the thing that the good teachers model and pass on and that's honesty, integrity, faithfulness, good character, things like that. Cobra Kai, of course, is the opposite of all that. Deceit, cheating, <laughs> aggression, no mercy. <laughs> no cops, no lawyers. <laughs> right. Uh, and so I was really happy for how this season started because last season, Daniel and Kreese made a deal that whoever lost the tournament would lose their dojo. Was, was uh, uh, Johnny part of that too? He was. Yeah, well, right? I mean, weren't they working together? Yeah, but they or had two they dojos at that to? point. Oh. So I don't know. I was assuming Eagle they were. Fang has to. Yeah, anyway. Um, so Miyagi-Do lost, as far as Daniel knows, fairly. And he said at the end of the episode, now I'm supposed to give up my dojo and step down as a sensei, but there's too much at stake to honor an agreement made with men who have none. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you, that's... <laughs> some twisted logic there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and then he says he's going on offense and we see chosen is there. Will you help me finally putting, put an end to Cobra Kai? So we don't really know what he has in mind, but it seemed like the idea was 
you know, he said he's not going to honor the agreement, so he's going to keep his dojo open. And he wants Chosen there to help him train his kids. But I'm really glad they didn't go that route, at least so far, because it would have been repetitive. He just had that same plot with Johnny that season. Also, after all the injuries and near deaths of these kids, it would have been pretty irresponsible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he probably would have lost Amanda, too. She was getting pretty That's right. Yeah. They they might have gotten a divorce at this point. And, And also, it would have been dishonorable for Daniel to go back on the deal without knowing Cobra Kai cheated. And, and I, I, I kind of wonder if the writers, it feels like maybe that was the writer's intention or, you know, they probably didn't know exactly what they were going to do or something, but then they thought all this through when it came time to write this season and decided to do something different and make the season about honor. And even Daniel at the beginning of this episode, it seems like this is what he has in mind that he's going to have chosen to help him train the kids. But Amanda's pissed. Yeah. And, uh, He's like, she, she, I don't blame her. You yeah, said this was, was all going to be over. <laughs> kind of rightly so. I mean, yeah. he keeps putting his family in danger. It's like he's training gangs to fight each other, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so, it's a West Side story. So, but then Daniel calls the kids back and it seems like he's going to give them a pep talk, but he ends Miyagi Do. Expectation subverted. So that was, that was good. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. And he lived up to the deal, too. And he did the honorable thing. And, but then I'm like, okay, so what's he going to do with Chosen? And he doesn't know either. Going undercover is Chosen's idea. Uh-huh. He says, to catch a serpent, you must think like serpent. Oops. By the way, another reason why I like that Chosen's here is because uh, he speaks in kind of broken English like Miyagi, and it reminds me of Miyagi. Yeah. <laughs> like his uncle, too. Yeah, that's right. So um, the basic idea that Daniel had was I'm going to expose Silver for who he really is. Then his students will see the light. And that just seems like a throwaway line, but it goes deep because if you saw Karate Kid 3, you know that Daniel got taken in by Silver. He didn't know who he really was. And then, and he pretended to be this cool guy. But when Daniel finally realized who he was, he, he left him. And, and, that was the whole story. And Chosen's on the same wavelength. He says, we will find his weaknesses. We'll push him to his limit. We will reveal his true colors. So that's their plan to get him to show right. the world what kind of a person he really is. And I hope they succeed in that. Like that moment you mentioned where he said, um, oh, shoot, what did he say when he had all his senseis? He goes, I'll pay triple. There was a yeah. little bit of the Karate Kid 3 Terry Silver in that line. Big triple! <laughs> Manic. <laughs> you know? He's got to bring it out just a little bit. It's Terry Silver. <laughs> yeah. we got to have just a little little piece of it. What I'm hoping is by the end of the season, they just push him to his limit and he just explodes full, right. full Terry and Silver. Back on coke and, yeah. and just... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Got, got Karate Kid <laughs> 3 Silver back. <laughs> yeah. Got them crazy eyes. <laughs> Um, so uh, this is my lo- really long point. Sorry, guys, it goes on a bit, but, um, Chosen sees Terry Silver do basically like a sidekick and a punch to the ribs. And he's all, I know that style of, I know his teacher. It's Kim mm-hmm. Sun Young. And, uh, so then there, we get the history of Kim Sun Young, who had his own controversial style of karate and taught American soldiers and Sato knew him, and but he taught after uh, Miyago, Miyagi went into the army for World War II, so he didn't know him. And um, Chosen demonstrates his uh, 
by taking Daniel su- by surprise, he starts to bow and they just punches him in the mm. throat and throws him on yeah. the ground. <laughs> and it's like, that he, he says, Kim Sun Young's <laughs> attacks were based on deception, no honor and no mercy. And that's what Silver's all about, too. And so, you know, if it's about all about the teachers, we're just going one level back to see where this yeah. karate, I mean, uh, Cobra Kai ethos comes from. Daniel's like, you could have just told me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know, that's funny. And so then um, the whole th- scene with, with Tori really illustrates this uh does anyone have that as their point tori um okay i I guess i'll hold off on it because i i I have a lot of details on it but i don't want to steal everyone's thunder on all this stuff but i'll just say that i really think tori and chosen are similar and chosen mm. senses that she's troubled and they have the they both have a chip on their shoulder or he used to if you watch Mm -hmm. karate kid too you'll see that he was quick to anger and thought, you know, if anybody wronged him, then they were besmirching his honor and all this stuff. And so I think that's why he was so tuned in on her because he feels like she's similar to how he was when he was younger. Mm, interesting. <laughs> and and, that, and that's all about honor too, because she feels like dishonored about having lost or won the tournament, but it was dishonorable. and. I will say if um, when, because you mentioned it, Rich, when Terry Silver said, if a person steals food to survive, are they cheating or are they doing what must be done? And I Mm -hmm. say, well, they're doing both, but a person's life is more important than a karate business. So that's more justified. (laughs) Also, especially since it was a competition for the survival of two karate businesses and it had to be one or the other. Yeah. But but Tori buys into it (laughs) because he's good at what he does. And then the other thing about honor is that, um, it was so funny to just stick in there that Robbie cheats at the pepper eating contest and Johnny's like, that's oh, yeah. the most badass thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that shows where his, he's been focused on art or two, but he's not quite on the same uh, wavelength great. there. And then the last part of this is um, Terry Silver's ultimate goal, or at least what he says, because who knows, is to make Cobra Kai the Starbucks of, of karate. And he has a plan, a secret plan to make it happen, which is interesting. But I love that the stakes just got a lot bigger on this show because if no such thing as a bad student, only bad teacher and, and like Terry Silver wants to spread these dishonorable teachings to kids all over the world, spread dishonor everywhere. And that's a good way to leverage the themes of this. What started off as a simple story about his high school kid into something much bigger. And Daniel hates that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so pretty interesting. Yeah. That's a good it. summary because I was still struggling a little bit with when Daniel was like, we got to stop him. You know, this is crazy. I'm like, why? He's, he's the CEO of a company. What CEO doesn't want to spread their product and brand across the world? You know, he's just doing what he needs to do. But, you know, his product is bad, I think, for society. So it's what it really boils down to. I mean, it's everything Daniel stands against. Yeah. You know, he's, he was taught no such thing as bad student, only bad teacher. And it's like, this is the worst teacher that's going to teach the whole world bad things. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So... Rima, you're up. Well, that was actually my next point was mostly chosen how, because I thought it was interesting that he did choose to work with Tori. I don't know if he did just recognize something in in her 
because mm-hmm. he can't possibly know about what Terry Silver did at the tournament, knowing that he had paid off the ref or anything. So I don't think that he knows any any of that information. But clearly, he did recognize something in in Tori, um, and and decided to work with her. And and I agree with what you said that he does recognize uh, something similar in her because yeah, that when, when you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. They they were very similar. Like when we saw him in Karate Kid too. Um, but I thought it was interesting, you know, we got this flashback of Chosen as a young boy uh, training with Sato, his uncle. I guess he was training some American soldiers. Is that what you guys got out of that? There were some non-Asians there, right? Or was Because he mentioned Army. He's like, it's not just Army training or something. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, had ma- I was making the assumption that maybe he was working with American soldiers or something. I was confused because they had mentioned that this guy Sun Young or Kim Sun Young, Kim Sun Young, yeah, had trained American soldiers, and I thought, okay, we're gonna get to see like the guy behind the idea of Cobra Kai or something like that, at the root of it. And then they show this guy who I thought was him, but it's got to be Sato, right? Because he called him Uncle, and he didn't. Kim Young Sun Young didn't teach Chosen. The caption so, said Sato. So yeah, I yeah. Sato. No, I think you're right. It was Sato. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was confused at first until he called him uncle. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. that's Sato. He, yeah, I, I wasn't sure at first um, either until uh, they said that. But I, I did like the moment with Chosen and Tori and their conversation. And I did think that it was interesting that after all of this conversation about honor um, and like cheating and making things easy, then we get that scene uh, with Robbie cheating. Uh, with the peppers so mm-hmm. i was like well there we go that's that's gonna be a little bit of a theme if not for the rest of the season then at least for these episodes but i think yeah. it'll i think it'll play a big part uh going into the rest of the season seeing where tori ended up with her decision and if she still sits well with that yeah a lot of setup there huh a, yeah I wonder, I wonder how she's gonna go now she's gonna be friends with samantha because samantha was obsessing over her losing mm-hmm she was in there practicing, practicing, practicing. She was obsessing over losing that match. I looked like she was trying to recreate and figure out what maybe she, where she went wrong or something. When really, maybe she's overanalyzing and obsessing for no reason because Tori. I yeah. think Terry's like you did win that match, and I think Tori did get good points on Sam. I mean, I remember watch. I didn't go back and rewatch before this um, or anything, but I remember watching at the time. I was like, well, she did get some points in on her. Tori is a good fighter um, and very skilled. Uh, but I do think that there was one point that she didn't earn. Um, yeah. So I don't. Of the call you know, I don't from think, the ref. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. For so, sure. you know, so I, you know, I think that she's obsessing needlessly. Now, she doesn't know that, of course, but, you know, because she, you know, did win unfairly. So, yeah, she's going down a rabbit hole there. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was unhappy at the end of last season when she found out that terry cheated for her she wasn't happy Mm -hmm. about that but um speaking of samantha you know when daniel said to all the miyagi do kids we got a first place trophy thanks to eli you know congratulations everybody claps but as far as the rest of the tournament it just didn't go our way and samantha's looking really upset right and i'm just like well you could say we put out an amazing effort and 
we were one point away from winning and (laughs) (laughs) you know they knew the met you could even say we the ref made a bad call and it could have gone either way or something but it's like yeah we (laughs) fucked that up (laughs) well we suck so we're gonna close see you later bye nice job guys (laughs) we had to close Miyagi though because because of you you. (laughs) yeah Yeah, none of the students seemed very happy did they just like whatever dude it's unfortunate I think it's gonna come out you know Terry when he was talking to to Tori he's like you know you didn't tell anyone did you and she's like no but I'm like I bet it's gonna come out I bet I bet they're gonna somehow and and maybe that's what it is that you know when Daniel and Chosen are talking about you know exposing him for the world to see if that's what's going to you know if Tori either comes out or even the ref I mean the ref could come out and say hey yeah he paid me off or whatever you know (laughs) but you know so so you did your point on Tori so I'll say what I was gonna say which is um you know she asked him why he's a sensei and he says honor I thought I had lost my honor eventually I understood no one can take honor from you you can take honor from yourself and so it just reminded me how he was so quick to anger and vindictive and brutal and cheating and she's been like that too. And he was defrauding villagers. Uh, I think he was selling food for higher prices, but using fake weights to make it seem like they weighed more or something like that. Oh yeah. Daniel broke one and exposed him and the Mm -hmm. villagers were all pissed. And then chosen accused Daniel of insulting his honor. And, um, you know, later in this episode, Chosen says, I thought shortcuts cheating would get me through faster, make my life easier. My cowardice was exposed for all to see. He didn't say by you, but that's what happened. And, but, you know, Chosen seems to have gone another way. Him and Silver were both deceitful and dishonorable, but Chosen learned from his mistakes. Apparently, Terry Silver just Mm. doubled down. But then um, Chosen says to Tori, if you want to break free of troubles, you must face them directly. And so that's when she goes right to Silver that's her trouble. She's upset about this whole cheating thing. And then, so she confronts him and, um, he, she thinks she didn't earn this because he bribed the judge, but then he convinces her that she did win. And that was just an insurance policy and all this stuff. Right. (laughs) Silver tongue Fox. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, chosen also said that, uh, his father passed away and Terry was like, what happened? He's like, or what killed him? He said, cowardice. Yeah, so his dad has had something going on with his dad too. That might be an interesting story. I mean, you guys are pointing out something I didn't consider that much, which is they just kept brighting up, brighting up, bringing up how he was a coward when he was younger, and yeah, that's the scene where that girl who became this woman who ended up helping Daniel with his business last season. Oh she yeah, she was yeah. on top of that bell tower in this lightning storm, and Sato told chosen to go up and get her and he said i'm afraid and he walked away yeah. in shame and sato disowned him which is why he then tried to kill daniel at the end of that <laughs> but then daniel went up and did it and you know if you see him earlier in this um episode where his teacher's yelling at him saying you're gonna be a coward and it's like well sometimes when you're a parent like that you're you create this self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, give the poor kid a <laughs> yeah. complex around being a coward. And then he grows up to be yeah. a coward and also a bully, just like you were to him. Yeah. Cause you didn't want him to be, but why are they focusing on all that with him? If he has really gotten past it, that does sort of make me suspicious. That's what made me nervous that maybe he, even though it seemed at the end of this, that he yeah. 
had he was squarely on Daniel's side, maybe not. Maybe he'll break down a little bit around the whole cowardice thing or something. I mean, I feel okay right now because yeah, he beat too. up all those senseis and threatened him. You know, line line is here. Like, what did he say? He kind of said, "Okay, you're going to stop your expansion. You're going to stop hiring senseis, and you're going to leave the Larusso family alone." I mean, that's that's pretty heavy duty. I don't think Terry's going to do any of that. <laughs> I know. And then what's going to happen? <laughs> so far, he has not been cowardly at all. He walked right into the belly of the beast, right? Fought all those senseis. Mm. Chosen, I mean. All right, Rich. <laughs> Well, we talked to, you guys brought up the chili pepper. Funny enough, that's one of my points. It's kind of silly, you know, the yeah. bit about the chili pepper. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, but I was enjoying it. First First of all, Robbie gives a shout out to the Hot Ones show on YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, no way. Yeah. I totally watched that show. That's totally. one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I bet you that's why this that was even in this, because that's so popular. <laughs> yeah, you know? it is a popular show. Yeah. So I was like, cool. And then, and then he wins the competition, which was super corny. And I think... I think it gave us all a master class on how hard it is to fake eating a really hot pepper. <laughs> yes. Oh my word. Yeah. Uh, I didn't it didn't seem to do too well. You know, just uh, spritz some water on your face and act like you're in pain. <laughs> but then he he keeps the hottest one, right? So he's like uh, uh he, he's like seeing that he's you know going to have to eat some more of this, so he's just like I'm going to give me your hottest pepper and the guy's like, "Oh." So they give him this pepper. And he goes, and it's like, "El Dragon." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon pepper. <laughs> and then he eats it while well, he fakes eating it and everything and all that fun stuff. But then afterwards, He's literally carrying the pepper around, just carrying it around yeah. in his pocket like it's no big deal. You yeah. cannot don't even touch, touch your it. eyes, Robbie. Yeah. Don't touch he, your eyes after that. That was dumb. He just picks it up out of his pocket. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, you, you know, just made a huge mistake. <laughs> we had this hot sauce that we discovered when we were younger, Dave's Insanity, where just one drop is super duper hot. It's just really concentrated. And I used to have that in my fridge when I was in Boston and I had like three roommates and one of them was a mooch so the best uh, instant karma was when he mooched my hot sauce and then he went to the bathroom and burned his penis (laughs) (laughs) ouch Uh yeah i got from the hot one show i got the apollo you know the one they use for the last dab that stuff's pretty hot too i like Mm. to take i like to take okay don't judge me i like spam i take spam and i rub this (laughs) a hot one's hot sauce on it and then i cook it and while it's cooking I mean, you're sitting there bawling because the fumes just are wow. coming up in your eyes and your nose and it gets in your ears and you're just like, oh, this is going to be great. It's so great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> does it cook it down a little? Like if, you, if you're if you cooking it, does it take not some really. of the heat out? No? Okay. No, not really. It Yikes. Just, it makes it even hotter, I think, because now it's hot. Literally hot. Hot oh, sauce. Jeez. <laughs> I'll eat spam every once in a while. Yeah, it's great, man. Try it. Spam with hot sauce on it. Cook it up <laughs> with some scrambled eggs and some sourdough toast. Oh, I'm set. Well, but then, so we find out, uh, it, so following this hot chili pepper, thing, he's, he's just carrying it around. He's like, woohoo, look what I got, dad. <laughs> and then I'm like, you can't do that. But then, of course, we find out why, because he gives it to Johnny while he's fighting that huge MMA oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he rubs it in the guy's eyes and he's just like, ah! That's right, yeah. But of course, that would never happen to the hero. So it was a nice and tidy little arc there with yeah. the little chili pepper story. I thought it was super corny and silly, but for some reason it, it stuck out and I was, I was enjoying it. <laughs> it was funny because the guy, whoever he was, that came out with that dragon pepper 
brought it out in this glass, like little mason jar, and his hands were like shaking. shaking. He's holding it like yeah. it's going to like a nuclear bomb or <laughs> yeah. something. He's like, oh gosh, can't like it's going to jump out and eat him or something. I huh? know. It's <laughs> like, jeez. And you're right. It was nice and tidy how it came back in later. And same with the. It was kind of Seinfeldian how little elements just come up throughout yeah. the episode with the whole female body inspector shirts that ended up making <laughs> think of it from the FBI. I haven't seen oh, one of man. those since I was like a teenager. It's so funny. That was so, I mean, as soon as they walked into that club and it said FBI, I was like, oh no. You know, for me, I didn't even notice at that point. And, the, and then the guy, uh, Hector Skye's like, there's two gringos. I think they might be from the FBI. And I was like, what? why the hell would you think that? And then I, oh yeah, yeah female body inspector. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, totally and it's so dumb because if if and they can't i mean what they said in the show was right the fbi has zero jurisdiction in mexico and yeah. would not that would not happen but if they were do you think they'd really be wearing shirts <laughs> that said FBI. That's a good point, yeah. like what kind of criminals you might be are you that you don't even though. you like, might be a little nervous about it maybe well, but <laughs> they're just I'm like, aren't you supposed, I don't know, maybe they're just dumb criminals, but I'm like, do you actually think the FBI is going to walk in here with FBI shirts on? And did you not look at the back of it? Like, did no one see the back? No one saw the back. <laughs> I think if Johnny was an FBI, he would actually wear an FBI. I think Johnny, <laughs> yeah. yes. And if Johnny was, too. he would. He'd true. be the total, like, just... Like, light-up shirt. But yeah. he'd, he'd have the baseball <laughs> cap and the shades on, too. He'd have the glasses. He'd have the whole thing. You have a mustache. So while we're, since you're talking about peppers, I started, I should have looked this up a long time ago considering how much hot sauce I eat, but I started wondering if eating hot peppers can actually hurt you. And I read, for all their health benefits, eating hot chilies may cause a bit of discomfort. This can include swelling, nausea, vomiting, eye pain, diarrhea, abdominal pain, heartburn, from acid reflux, and headaches. But these feelings we get are simply from our body's response, not anything the chili is doing to actually burn us. As such, many of the side effects we notice when eating hot chili, such as sweating and pain, are the result of the body considering stimulus to be a real burn. Our body senses capsicum, the major active compound in chilies, and immediately responds to it. But there's no physical damage occurring to the cells. Capsicum is tricking the body into thinking it's experiencing a real burn. Um, another site said spicy food can exacerbate symptoms like heartburn or discomfort for people who already have an underlying problem that causes indigestion, like acid reflux. But, you know, or if you have like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease, I just don't want to give off the impression that it can't cause any harm. But the main thing right. I got is it just kind of tricks your body into thinking it's getting burned and they speculate that some like the peppers evolved that way to keep predators from eating them or something right yeah it makes sense so it could be a real mind over matter thing though yeah your body's just tricking you, know you. it could not, be like yeah. a real you know mind over matter that this is just my body messing with me and maybe you really could tolerate hot yeah peppers or something as much as i can tolerate it i don't put a lot on so that I, you know, I'm not like a sadist masochist or anything like that. I just <laughs> like the taste. So I try to get as much as I can handle without like going overboard so I can still taste it. <laughs> I enjoy spicy things from time to time. I, and I don't know what was in it. We we used to live um, in El Paso, Texas years and years and years ago. And there was a really great restaurant we went to. And we were new there, went to this restaurant, heard it was great. And, you know, they brought out the chips and salsa and we start eating it while waiting for our food. And wow, our 
we just immediately were like crying, uh, burning, <laughs> but it tasted so good. We yeah. just kept shoveling it in and we were just like, oh my gosh, you know, wait till this waiter comes back. We're going to, he must have given us the hot by accident or something. So we asked him, we were like, can we get the mild? Maybe this is a little bit more than what we thought it was going to be. And he laughed and he said, that is that that is the mild. That is the mild. Um, but we couldn't stop eating it. It was the best thing ever. And I'm like, I don't know why I feel like I'm torturing myself. You know, I was we were all just in tears, but we couldn't stop eating it. It was so good. Um, yeah. So I, I do enjoy hot stuff every now and again, but I don't know about that. <laughs> that um, Apollo sauce you were talking about. I'll let yeah, you have that it's going to last a couple of years. Let's put it that <laughs> yeah, I've had this one bottle for I think ten years of hot sauce. That's how concentrated it is. I use it nope. every once in a while. I, I'm not at y'all's level, that's for sure. <laughs> Anything else, Rich, on that? No, nah, that was good. Okay, I have a shorter one. Uh, Silver susses out chosen. So Silver <laughs> seems suspicious of chosen from the start. He gathers all these. Um, potential senseis together to sort of see if he can hire them and pay them twice. And I think he stole them from all the do dojos around town because they're still wearing their geese with their dojo names on the back. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chozon lies and says he's from Kyoto, but he's from Okinawa, which is a whole different part of Japan. It's an island. Uh, and he tries to suss him out by mentioning this shrine and Chozen recommends a better shrine. So I guess he knows Kyoto enough to do that. Mm -hmm. But I think he's at the same time suspicious and also um, thinking he sees something special in him. Maybe he can actually be a huge help. Maybe that's why mm -hmm. he's being extra careful, too, because he's considering right from the start. Oh, maybe this guy could be my second in command, but I got to make sure he's on the level or something like that. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, then he offers him to be his right hand man. I'm like you don't know enough about him to offer that <laughs> <laughs> one day at the dojo. Uh, but uh, anyway, okay, fine. Fast. And then it was right after that, when they made the toast that chosen revealed himself and then cut to the end where he go gets to the dojo for his job and he's the only one there. And uh, he says, he noticed he used an Okinawan phrase, Kari instead of Kampai as anyone from Kyoto would say when making a toast. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's weird because in Karate Kid, when Daniel went over to Mr. Miyagi's and he was all drunk and mourning his wife who'd passed on her birthday, she'd passed on her birthday, it was her birthday and she'd passed before, he was drinking whiskey, he poured Daniel a glass, they raised it, and Miyagi said, Kampai. Oh, really? Yeah. So Miyagi's a liar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tell. It is Maybe weird Miyagi because is from Kyoto. it's weird they would include this detail you know, when they're so keyed in on the details from these movies, I, I don't, I don't know. That's so weird. Also, mm, I'm not sure. You write in on that one. Yeah, I need to talk to somebody. Uh, yeah, I'm not. That was an intern. <laughs> intern. It's <laughs> <laughs> a problem here. We need to go back to George Lucas uh, Karate Kid and have him say Kari. But uh, I'm also not sure how Terry Silver made the jump from "Oh, this guy lied about where he's from" to "You're chosen." That, thank you. That's my question. I'm like, okay, it's fine if you have your suspicions that you're not really from right. Kyoto based on how you toasted. But how the hell does he know he's chosen? I know. Right. And that's also that not no conclusive sense. evidence, by the way. Maybe he spent some time in Kyoto and you're going to have your sensei speed him up because he gave the wrong toast. But okay, it's just like <laughs> thinking too hard about this. It was a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you said, they got to move fast, man. Got to move fast. Yep. That's all I had for that one. 
Your turn, Mimo. Oh, yes. Thank you. Kampai. Speaking I mean, of... Kari. Yeah. <laughs> that glass looks just like it does from the show. That's I know. Cool. That's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you, you brought up a, a great point talking about how they really go into details. You know, we know uh, from covering this show for so long uh, since the beginning that these guys are really into the details. Like they... You, you think about these small things that you just totally forgot about and they, they have a way to bring them up. And my point, it's a, a short one and it kind of brought me back to thinking a little bit about Better Call Saul because that is a spinoff of a show based on a throwaway line from Breaking Bad. <laughs> and this season seems to be at least inspired by a throwaway line from Karate Kid 3. And that was when Terry Silver uh, mentioned his former sensei, um, oh, yeah. Kim Sun Young. Which we yeah. thought was a lie, just like Daniel did. I thought that was some uh, mumbo yeah, jumbo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which, yeah, because yeah, he's completely boisterous and, you know, but it sounds like this dude actually did exist uh, mm-hmm. and Chosen knows who he is and what he's known for. But I thought that was kind of cool, was that that was something that the showrunners, you know, pulled out of the details from Cry to Kid 3. And right. I don't know if we're going to hear any more about him or if he'll, I don't know what happened to him. He could be dead. I mean, I'm guessing if he uh, was around when, um, you know, Soto and Miyagi and stuff, he's probably not still around. But um, mm. but he's at least some someone that has inspired uh, this season, it seems like. So I think it's really yeah. interesting that they pulled this little detail out of, you know, I didn't remember that at all. I mean, when they showed the little flashback, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I would have never remembered um, that line at all if, right. if they hadn't shown that flashback. So I thought it was really interesting that they're so into the details that they built or at least started the theme of this season on a little throwaway line. And that would mean that, wouldn't that mean that it's also Crease's uh, teacher? Yeah, and they they right. they suggested that. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. Daniel or uh, Chosen was saying that he taught American soldiers, Kim Sung Right. And I think Daniel said something about Kreese and uh, Terry. So I think that is the implication mm-hmm. that he taught them. Mm. You guys think we'll see Kreese? Yeah. I think so. I bet. Yeah, I do. I don't know. Is there a reason that he went to jail? I mean, like a real life reason? Was Kreese like. I don't think so. Leaving the show or something? He no? has a okay. podcast about the show. Oh, okay. it's our competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, as far as the details, like for me being so well versed in every little detail about that first movie and pretty well in the other two, I feel it in every scene. I know I can tell that they are just pouring through the scripts of those movies, looking for how to expand on these themes or, or twist them or whatever, you know, which is why when Mm -hmm. we get to it, my whole callbacks and um, references section, there's always a ton of stuff to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Making you work overtime on this show. Yeah, seriously. For sure. (laughs) Well, uh, my final point is I like that. It's been mostly adult themed up to this point, you know? These first two episodes, I mean, I mean, you know, taking a break from the teen, teeny teen drama, you know what I mean? I, am I saying this right? I mean, Miguel yeah, yeah. finding out his dad yeah, is, totally. is a dick. It's not about Does who's that dating really count who. as teen drama? It seems like that's just mimicking really shitty real life drama, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, teen drama's real, too, sort of. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's not like real to them. High school, who's dating who, and yeah, yeah, stuff like that's that. That's what I meant. You know, yeah, fighting by the pool and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But we also have Robbie and Johnny doing some father son bonding. So I mean, you know, Robbie's in there, but it's not really teen drama. It's father and son bonding, which. Which I kind of enjoyed it. And then the prospect of Miguel and Robbie patching things up, that's pretty exciting yeah. too. Yeah, it's interesting how, because this show is about people not getting along, but they often, because it's also not black and white, people might come around and start getting along. And it feels good, you know, when that tension yeah. is resolved. I say it's exciting because I don't know if that could ever happen. I mean, it happens. I mean, Robbie and Miguel, because it's like, I mean, I guess they could become longtime friends. And then have that conversation like 20 years down the road. Hey, remember the time you broke my back? Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll have a whole that other, was great times. Whole other spinoff. <laughs> well, <laughs> Dan Watman, who has guested on this podcast a couple of times, we were mortal enemies in fourth grade, he and I. I don't know if that counts, but. <laughs> <laughs> Teen drama. Why? That was, that was pre-teen drama. Because he was, was a little shithead. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. Hey, I was going to say, yeah, I, I want to hear the other listens. side of the story. <laughs> By his own admission, he was pretty cocky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was all about the karate, too. Well, Taekwondo threatened to kick my ass because I wouldn't yeah. let him play this game I was playing on the blacktop. Yeah, but I think that would be pretty cool to see Miguel and Robbie patch things up. I, I don't know. I don't see it really happening, but I like the prospect that it could happen. Me, too. So that was a nice surprise. I agree. Yeah. I hope it happens. And then we didn't see much of Daniel in these two episodes. Hopefully he's chilling with his wife by the pool, drinking Mai Tais. He better make the wife happy, I'm telling you. <laughs> that dude has yeah. been, you know, yeah. skirting on the edge there for several seasons. Yeah. It, that was good to see, too. Yeah. Them just having a drink together and him not worrying about all this stuff for a bit. Yeah. But I think that's not going to last because now no. Chosen's going to come with his head slung low. Oh, we failed, Daniel. <laughs> all, right, all right well let's get plan b going <laughs> he's like uh well i'm no longer undercover but i have threatened his life so yeah <laughs> let's see what happens he probably come after us now <laughs> <laughs> better move new state <laughs> did you think amanda's reaction was a little over the top when no no i don't think so well, oh, she, you mean about seeing a naked man? Well, yeah, about seeing him naked, and then she's calling oh, him yeah. an Okinawan assassin. I mean, that seemed a little, a little. Yeah, she's had it up to here with all this. I, she's pissed. Yeah, I get yeah. why. I get why she's angry because yeah, it's been a lot. There's kids are getting hurt. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying she doesn't have reason to be mad in general, but I was just like, I feel like she's just going a little over the top. Maybe she was just mad in general and taking it out on the fact that. You know, she's got a naked man in her pool. and <laughs> She said, this is not okay. <laughs> when I saw that, I wrote in my notes, Teehee, Chosen is naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. And then um, when he Chosen says, we have to cut the head off the snake. Or no, Daniel says that. We have to cut the head off the snake. And Chosen pulls out a pair of those sides, oh. which are those like three prongs. <laughs> and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't mean literally. And he goes... They are not for cutting. They are for blocking and stabbing and clawing and gouging. And he goes, still, please put them away before Amanda sees them. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about snake, because we don't want the dragon head coming in. <laughs> that was so funny. That's why I like his character. He, he's funny. Yeah. In a different way than he's the other like characters. Straight man. Funny straight man. <laughs> no, kind of. He's funny sometimes. All right. Is it my turn? Are you? Yeah, go ahead. You okay? 
So Johnny and Robbie. So Johnny brings Robbie down to Mexico to help him find Miguel. And and I think genuinely for some father or son time, he could have just left him at home. But it was dumb of him not to tell him that they were there to get Miguel. He should have said, look, I'm glad that we made up. I want to spend more time with you. I also failed Miguel, which I mean, he's showing more clarity right now about all that stuff than he ever has. Mm -hmm. And it's admirable. And he's very forthright about it. I want to. Uh, I don't, I have this regret. I don't want to live with this regret. I want to fix right. it. And he could have said that at home though, and not drag him down to Mexico. Because and- <laughs> he did. He said that to him and then yeah. he decided to stay anyways, right? Yeah. And it all worked out in the end, <laughs> but he wasn't happy about it. How could you take me to Mexico and not mention once we're coming to get Miguel, like my mortal enemy. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess that's about all I had to say about that. Cause we already talked about the whole pepper thing. Not to mention, I don't think Johnny's the easiest person to, to live or travel with, you know? He's not incredibly bright. I would I think it's a lot of trouble. Yeah, it's a for a while. It makes for good stories, but then you gotta I can't keep going that way. I think a short road trip with Johnny would be okay. Not not a <laughs> Maybe long not to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna pick a fight one day, he's not gonna win. That's right. He almost, he would have lost the fight with the Australians or me yeah. because the guy was coming up behind him. But luckily Robbie came in. The MMA guy too. He was going to choke him out. Yeah. The MMA guy. Because it was so cool to see MMA with a modern martial art go yeah. up against this old 80s karate. And even I was like, cool, karate versus MMA. And then the announcer said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like... Yeah, once you once a grappler gets hold of you, you're you're a goner, right? Say yeah. and and Pretty for much. real, for if you know if yeah. it had been like a real situation, MMA guy would have taken him down in no time. I mean, he had him in a hold, and it seemed like okay, that's it. But then they, you know, Robbie threw him the pepper. Well, the put pepper, yeah. yeah, that's it. But they had cheated too. I think they. The writers did that on purpose, so it didn't just look like only right. Johnny was playing dirty. Because the they one held, guy held him. Johnny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. tit for tat. <laughs> That's right. All right, it's your turn, Rima. Right. I think we're done. Yeah, say that's well. We got just down I I only have I, just like a I note. forgot to tell you guys, but I don't care about the whole three thing anymore because I have more points. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, then why don't you go? <laughs> we didn't talk much about Miguel and Hector. Um, I forget how, but Miguel knew his father's name was Hector Salazar. And uh, I guess we did actually kind of talk. I thought it was a little bit forced how they ended up hanging out because Miguel pulled this kid away from a not that fast moving honking car. That wasn't even slowing yeah. down that much. And then this guy invites him home, serves him dinner, opens up to his life, says, right. hey, we're family today. Like one time I, I thought I lost Nico at the Santa Cruz boardwalk. And oh, I that's a horrible feeling. He was only two or three. I was yeah. screaming his name, Nico. And this woman said, I, I think he's over there. And then I invited her home for dinner and took her to a movie. Just kidding. (laughs) I was like, thank you. (laughs) But um, I guess it's nice if, I mean, there are some people like that. But then when he took uh, Miguel to the cage fighting arena, I thought, oh shit, is Miguel going to end up in that cage? Oh yeah. Right? That's what I thought. And then um, the whole FBI thing, which was hilarious. So what was what was he? he? They didn't really directly said, right? Was he a drug runner? Was he a probably? I feel like uh, they were trying to imply he's like a 
cartel leader, the cartel, cartel or something. Guy. But I'm like, he did not. I didn't get the vibe from him. I didn't feel very threatened. I mean, he's hiding in a little store yeah. and being like, "Oh, we got to hide out here." For I'm like, "Why are you even taking Miguel? Like, yeah. why? Like, if you have to go hide and for like or lay low for a couple of days, why are you bringing Miguel with you? I don't understand what that was about. Right. But I didn't get that vibe from him that he was that threatening. But I think that's what Neither they were trying I. to imply. Yeah. And all that stuff too is just all too obvious, too soap opera-ish, you know. It's like, yeah. all right, this is real. And then Miguel's like, "Well, I guess I should go." And he's like, "Okay, see you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got the vibe that he could be threatening. He first off, everybody said hello to him, so he was clearly important. Yes, and, yes. Well, and, after a season of Lalo Salamanca, he's not. Very, <laughs> I guess that's what I'm coming <laughs> off of. Yeah, even with that for me, even with Lalo, I still felt like, yeah, everybody's uh, respecting him and he's got these guys, these henchmen who will do whatever he says. And um, he, when he started to lose it, you know, he, he drank, I think that was part of it. And also he was paranoid because he'd had problems in Ecuador with the government and he started Mm -hmm. to get kind of uh, go off the handle and stuff. That energy just freaks me out. Like I don't, I don't like it at all, really. and I don't blame. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I kind of dug about this whole segment with, or you know, storyline was that Hector is charming and everything, but he has two sides to him. And luckily, Miguel got to see what kind of his man he really was, which is a criminal, angry blames other people and has, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. And I thought about Daniel's plan to expose silver for who he really is, hoping his students will see and leave and chosen saying, we'll push him to his limit. He will reveal his true colors. Cause that's what happened luckily and accidentally with Hector because of the stupid female body (laughs) investigator or whatever. Uh, (laughs) He accidentally got into a position where he revealed his true colors to, um, Miguel and then Miguel decided okay I see who who you really are I'm not going to even tell you I'm your son I'm out of here and Johnny's right there waiting for him his true father figure and the show is about father figures and good role models and Daniel's father died when he was young and Miyagi stepped in and uh, Miguel never knew his father but now he knows he was probably better off right and that's how I feel I didn't know mine I'm probably better off I met him a couple of years ago for the first time and that made me feel better about not having known him before that <laughs> yeah well no definitely he's definitely better off without Hector I've, I yeah. saw more of a coward though than anything else because if you think back to you know he was he's like uh, I think I better lay low for a little while and Miguel's like well what about your girlfriend and her son and he's like oh she's just after my money you know kind of kind of paranoid yeah, and yeah. and then he said asshole. the same thing about Carmen and her mom she's like Yep. Yeah, it didn't work out, you know, to, you know, because she wanted something for me and then she ran away and stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, you're a little, you're a little guy. Yeah. He's a coward. Yeah. I mean, if you saw, um, better call Saul, Lalo is a special kind of psychopath who never shows his cracks. And this guy's not like that at all. He, he uh, was pretty easy to trigger. And Lalo, I, you never see him triggered even when he's about to, well, I don't want to give the plot away. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm not saying he's like that, but I definitely saw him as the kind of person. I mean, I, I they said, you know, that he made money a long time ago in a business other than restauranting, the kind where you make friends, but also enemies. 
and mm-hmm. he's afraid of the FBI. And he said the government came down on him. So, I mean, whatever it is, it's illegal and it's probably drugs or weapons or both. Right. So, right. I mean, what else could it be? I don't know. Maybe. Hey, he could have been an MMA promoter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> joke before it was legal. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Or dog fights, ran dog fights or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. I shouldn't even bring that up. Sorry. No. No, please. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, okay. What about the fights? We didn't really talk about the fights. Did any... I guess we did some. We talked about Chosen's fight. Yeah, you're right. We, we kind of did, huh? And that was, I don't know, I think one of the best ones. Yeah, the ones... I don't know. They were good. Uh, but they're kind of like, eh, kind of seen that before. But I, it was still fresh enough that I wasn't just like, okay, time so. to go get a... You know, time no. to go to the bathroom or whatever, but... I thought they were pretty fresh. Yeah, and they had some good music going with it, too. Yeah. The Johnny and Robbie's fight with the Australian guys, I liked that. And that music they yeah. played, I can't remember the name of it, but it was from the movie Desperado, which I really, <laughs> really love. So they played that, and I was like, oh, yeah, good good, good song choice. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. I, I, I'm glad Johnny didn't fall for that, and I'm really sad that Miguel did, because I'm like, dude, I saw that coming from yeah. a mile away. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> those are those that's one of those little things where you remember oh yeah he's just a high school kid you know? yeah I was like okay well he is a, a kid I guess still it was doesn't like doesn't look on. like he's looks like he's 25 but, <laughs> he probably yeah. is for, for in real life but jo- what I liked about that fight is how cool and calm Johnny was and that was cool yeah they're like are we gonna do this the hard way or the fun way and then when it was clear they're gonna fight the guy goes so the fun way and johnny goes yeah the fun way just like that and then start yeah. they start punching <laughs> each other and then when they beat them all up robbie came in and they beat him up and he's all adios dickheads <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was cool and was i like cool. how johnny just walks right in too Especially, he did the same thing at the MMA fighting place. He just walked right in. He's like, "Look at these MMA little guys, or grab ass, grab ass MMA dudes." <laughs> he's like, "Hey, you know Hector?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He doesn't care. But then when he was fighting the MMA dude, he was like punched him and kicked him a couple of times. But the guy was pretty strong, and he kind of had that look on his face, like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, be in trouble." Yeah, this might be a little harder than I think. And when Chosen was fighting, speaking of music, when Chosen was fighting all the senseis, they were playing this kind of big bellowy, like horn music. And I think that's, I didn't go back and look, but the same kind of music that was played in Karate Kid 2 a lot. I think that was the best fight, was the Chosen fight. Yeah. yeah that was awesome. That, that was, was cool. like good karate. Yeah. He had good form. Yeah. And doodle too. It was great to watch. I guess, I guess he really knows karate, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, they all seem like they're in good shape. All these people in this show, what's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> we need to be on a show. That's the I was going to say, that would be good motivation for me to get my ass back in shape. They're all it's like my pushing job. 60. They look great. Did anyone look different or older to you guys? I, didn't I think, think so. Ralph Macchio looked younger in this episode. <laughs> when he was, when he was sit- <laughs> sitting at the pool in that, I don't look like that. A uh, Hawaiian type shirt or whatever, giving yeah. that my tie to Amanda. I was like, he looks like he did a freaking Karate Kid right there. Like, he looks <laughs> younger. Jeez, dude, That's never great. ages. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, here's callbacks and references. So uh, I think I mentioned this before, but the Cobra Kai's, they have this whole high-tech edge under Terry Silver, even more so now. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of Rocky Four when Drago had all these oh, machines. Yeah. And Rocky's out with his carrying logs and stuff. (laughs) With nature. (laughs) Uh, Johnny is giving Robbie gifts from this convenience store. And he goes, I got you a little something to say, welcome to Mexico. And it's a bobblehead chihuahua with sombrero. And then he goes, and here, gift number two. And I think that's a reference to Karate Kid when Miyagi gave Daniel the patch that he sewed onto his gi of the tree. And then he goes, and, and gift number two. And he tells him to choose which car he wants. But oh, Johnny's wow. gift is a female body inspector t-shirt. <laughs> but it felt like that was a reference to that scene. That was hilarious when he brings out the phone and he's like, it's got 60 minutos on it. It's like 300 American minutes. <laughs> I love, yeah, like time is different. <laughs> he, uh, Daniel tells, uh, I think it's Amanda, I forget. I reached out to Chosen because this isn't about a tournament anymore. This is real life. <clears throat> and in uh, Karate Kid 2, Chosen zip line down to where Daniel's girlfriend Kumiko was performing and had a knife to her throat. And Chosen said to Daniel, you cross this bridge to come over to me or I kill her. And Daniel starts to go towards him and Miyagi says, daniel son, this not tournament, this for real. So I like that was a callback like before it was said, cause you're about to fight chosen. And here it's like, this is why I called him in. Cause it's not a tournament. It's mm. real life. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, Daniel says, this isn't your fight, Sam I, to Samantha. I know firsthand silver isn't afraid of putting kids in harm's way. Well, watch karate kid three. It's a reference to the whole movie <laughs> where, <laughs> right. Where silver tortured poor Daniel constantly. And, and I always say this, Cause I don't think everyone or I don't know. I feel like people aren't doing it, but I think to get the most out of the show, you really should watch karate kid two and three. And we covered both of those movies and the first one a while back. So they're still in our feed. If you want to listen, karate kid three is the one, the least people have seen. And I think it's going to be more relevant than ever this season, but two as well. I do think it's weird to make a show that's so dependent on a movie that's poorly rated (laughs) but it had good villains and i do think that people 
if you're a fan of the series, you will enjoy those movies more now, don't you think? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it, it's it's like vice versa, right? You yeah. watch the movies, you're a big fan. You like what we're doing right now, callbacks and references, and then if you watch the show, you go back to the music. Like, yeah. Oh, hey, <laughs> right? Yeah, but, totally. But but three, you know, when I watched it, I was like, what a piece of crap! Why did I? Why did they do that? <laughs> but now I get a total kick out of it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's how that's going to play out. (laughs) Yeah, and just to see how he started. I mean, it's still not a great movie, but I just think you'd get something out of it now that you've, you know, and then you'll appreciate the series more too because they pull a lot from both movies and they're going to pull more from uh, Karate Kid 3 this season. But uh, Silver said, what are you working on with our champion to Chosen when he was talking to Tori? And Chosen said, first train mind, then train body. And it made me think how there's a lot of first things first in Karate Kid. Like when Daniel caught the fly with the chopsticks and he goes, I guess that means I can accomplish anything. And Miyagi said, ah, I, but first you accomplish paint fence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or when Daniel saw Miyagi doing the crane technique out on the beach and he goes, can you teach me? And he goes, first learn stand, then learn fly. <laughs> or when he really wanted to learn how to punch and Miyagi wanted to teach him defense and balance first, punching comes later. There's a lot of that kind of thing. Funny how words always sound more wise with a Japanese accent. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. You could say just about anything. First punch, then fly. First fly, then punch. You First must fly, then stand. Put milk about? back in refrigerator. <laughs> I'm going to try that with my kids. I hope I'm not offending anyone, by the way. Sorry. If I am. I'm draw, draw a line now. <laughs> um, so the whole pepper thing. Robbie needs money to get back Johnny's van that's impounded. So he bets the guy can eat peppers. That's a direct reference to when Daniel was in Okinawa and chosen tried to humiliate him by demanding. He tried chopping through those blocks of ice and Daniel didn't want to do it. And then Miyagi bet a bunch of money that he could do it. And in both cases, it's a public place crowded with people watching and all excited about it. And Robbie even does the focus exercise that Daniel taught him, putting his palms Mm. together, close your eyes, focus on your breath. And Daniel did that in the ice breaking thing right before too, which helped him be able to do it. He also did it so he could switch the chili pepper out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) yeah. Whatever that was, pigskin. It was the candy that um, uh, Johnny bought him at the convenience store mexican oh, candy, candy yeah i think gotta have I, snacks I, road trip snacks <laughs> <laughs> and even just going to another country is sort of a broad reference to going to okinawa and now they go to mexico so that's all i had for that i have one more point <laughs> and it's funny <laughs> lines and we may have talked about some of them uh johnny says I got us some choice supplies, Mexican Cokes. I think they're just Cokes, Robbie says. <laughs> right. Mexican candy, chicharrones. And I just picked up this badass cell phone. Oh, you mentioned that. 60 minutos. That's like 300 American minutes. <laughs> and then later he goes, the guy at the <laughs> impound so yard dumb. said we need 4,000 pesos. That's like a million dollars. Robbie's like, it's $200. <laughs> but we only have about half of that. <laughs> Johnny said to the... Australian guy, listen, asshole, you have five seconds to tell me which way that kid went or I'm going to take that surfboard and shove it up so far up your ass your friends are going to be surfing you. (laughs) That was good. What? (laughs) My favorite, the Mexican guy is trying to get Johnny to move his car 
saying in Spanish, you're in a tow zone. And Johnny's like, gracias, gracias. It's a custom decal. No, you need to move the van. Johnny looks over at Robbie. I think this guy wants money. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. No dinero. They, they tow his car and he's like, hey. And then he like throws his burrito at his car. <laughs> Uh, and then when they're at the pepper Johnny. eating contest, Johnny's going to go in, but before Robbie says he'll do it. And Johnny says, if you see me about to choke, cover my mouth so I don't spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think Robbie knew he had to go in at that point. He's like, I don't think dad's yeah, going to win. I guess. Well, maybe he had the idea to cheat right then. Who knows? Um, and then chosen, I already said the one I thought was the funniest about, uh, talking about those size. But when Daniel said about Silver, you have to be careful with this guy, he goes, no, Daniel's son, he must be careful with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was funny. Which ended up being true so far. (laughs) It's true. All right. I'm done. I do have a few random notes, but it's your turn, Rima, for that. Oh, uh, I think the only... If you have any... Just one quick note about when uh, Johnny found Miguel there at the end and he's on the phone with his mom. Uh, One, it was a very touching moment. I thought it was really nice, uh, the hug between Johnny and Miguel. But I also had a thought Mm. that, dude, you're standing right outside that like store or wherever that Hector, like (laughs) Hector could be watching. Are you not worried that like maybe we should like walk away from here or something or get away from here? I was like, he's probably looking and that you are hugging this FBI guy. Right. Um, that he, you know, just accused him of, of being a part of. Yeah. So I was like, that probably wasn't the smartest thing ever. But, um, so that that was funny because when I saw that, I was like, if that was me, I would have been like, Oh, thank God, Johnny. Let's go. Get in the car. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, he, has, he had a gun Good to see you, man. and everything. Yeah, I, mean, I thought you know, I was that scared was there too, for sure. So I was like, dude, why are you doing that right outside that window? It kind of um, distracted from the moment. Yeah. It was yeah. hard to be like, oh, touching. Because it's like, yeah, they're the fuck like, Okay. Yeah. Like so a, you love each other. Go. <laughs> yeah. Like I think about it. I was like, he's, I think you're right outside mm-hmm. that window. <laughs> you got that <laughs> big is, FBI shirt on still. Yeah. You're giving yourself away um but it was nice so i did like that that moment it it did get me all teared up poor miguel breaking down with his mom on the mm. phone and then seeing johnny and stuff so that, that was, was the perfect nice. time to see him yeah right when he's just had this huge disappointment with his biological father yeah everything that he went through you know he really had all these hopes uh wrapped up in into this guy and who he thought he was and then to have that huge disappointment and then to like see Johnny and know that, you know, Johnny's been there this whole time, you know, and trying he, to be he went a, a all the way him. to Mexico for him too. That yeah. says a lot. He came all that way. Yeah. It was it was a big deal. So yeah, it was a, definitely a really impactful moment. But um so I like that moment, but also I was kinda like, get out, just go down the street and have your moment. <laughs> get out of there so that's a good point yeah yep um but that's the only note that i have that we haven't already talked about so that's all i got you know thinking about it we got a little bit of history with that minivan too huh because they talked about the minivan and how robbie used to live in it because he found the yeah found the tire jack he's like yeah i used to live here remember (laughs) he's like how'd you get it he's like oh well we looking for you we followed it to a chop shop gotten a little bit of a scuffle <laughs> I remember cool. that. That was yeah, cool. I forgot and then about it that. Got towed. We got to see the 
magnificent eagle fang custom paint job on it. (laughs) (laughs) I see people in those eagle fang t-shirts every once in a while. Yeah. They didn't, uh, they didn't hide or skip on the, uh, shy away from the Mexican stereotypes either. Did they? Oh, the yellow filter while they're in Mexico. Well, I don't know. I was kind of wondering about that because Daniel says some pretty borderline, if not completely racist things about Mexico and Mexicans. Sometimes he's clearly just clueless. And so I kind of wondered if they were actually trying to show a more fuller picture of Mexico just because of that, you know, (laughs) Uh, but I don't know. He still, I don't think he learned anything. He's still, he hasn't changed a bit. I was like, uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm like, really? The first thing Miguel gets off the bus and is immediately scammed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how people think but about it. But it was by a non-Mexican. Yeah, that's true. Well, and that was a funny line uh, also from Johnny. They are like, hey, speak English. And he's like, Australian. He's like, close enough or good enough. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't have any more notes. Okay, I just had a few. Uh, I like the new Cobra Kai style, all sleek and cool with like mood lighting and everything. And mm, uh, yeah. it's definitely a modern version. The it's very Terry Silver. His whole style. I want his house, man. I want his whiskey. I want his yeah, cool his swords. Cool. Yeah. Well, maybe you should open up a Cobra Kai <laughs> dojo. All the franchises. I'm not sure about. This is probably picking it's not even all that interesting but the timelines like it seemed like miguel went straight from the tournament to mexico and johnny followed quickly but also silver has a renovated dojo with exercise machines stocked with health and fitness supplements and cobra <laughs> kai promotions and commercials and it also seems like tori just won the championship too because when she walks in that uh, he goes let's give it up champ is in the house She's allowed mm. to be a little late today, like it just happened, you know, the day before. And but also she's in the commercial <laughs> as the champ. So um oh, that's yeah. right. That's a good point that how he must have the best contractors in the world yeah, to erect this <laughs> dojo <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> oh, he just built it before the tournament because he knew yeah. all this was gonna play out. I mean he, he rigged it all to that's that he we'll knew say, he was gonna yeah. win. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the commercial's go. ready. <laughs> <laughs> um and then my last point is the people still can be really annoying sometimes. Uh, I already mentioned the thing about Daniel not giving Samantha any credit for how close she came and how hard she worked. And then um, when Miguel called Sam from Mexico, she's like, what are you doing here? It's dangerous. You need to come back. And then she gets mad at him for not asking about the tournament. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the teen drama stuff I, I didn't miss. It's so annoying. <laughs> And then, How are you making this about you? <laughs> then Miguel has, a, a, you know, half a day with his father and he calls his mom. You lied to me. And he mm-hmm. should be saying, mom, he seems nice. So what? what's the deal? How is he dangerous? But he's like, mom, he's great. You lied to me and ruined my life. Yeah. That's the soap opera formula, right? Yeah. Yes. Never answer a question. Yeah. Assume <laughs> the worst. Vague. Ask a question with another question, right? Yeah, but that was small, though. I mean, I don't know. At, at the beginning, 
Rima, you didn't like episode one that much. Has your opinion changed at all? Mm, Rima. <laughs> no, not really. No. <laughs> I feel, right. Mission not I'm just, accomplished. Wah, wah, no, wah. it just, you know, often, and it, it's not so much even that it was a heavier episode. I, You know, I do appreciate some of the more serious parts of it, you know, and some of the drama and stuff, and it doesn't always have to be so light. It's more... Uh, Cobra Kai is always just kind of bigger, larger than life. Like it's got this big impact. There's always like this big pow, you know, and I just did not feel that first episode. I did not get that at all. I I just thought this didn't feel like the premiere episode, like coming back. That's true. To me, it felt like, yeah, it was like right in the middle. Yeah, it just you know, did not feel like a premiere episode. Like, like another boom, episode. we're back. Like yeah. I just always feel like every time we come back to Cobra Kai, you know, we're we're so jazzed up and so ready to go and excited for it to be back. And and you're not. Le- I've never been let down ever when we started a new season. That premiere is always like, yeah, baby, we are back. And this <laughs> this first episode was kind of like, huh, okay, <laughs> yeah. that's this is where yeah. we're at. It was so. The fireworks. <laughs> I just, so I, I, I kind of felt that too, but now after seeing both of them and just realizing how everything ties together and they're thematically exploring some slightly new territory and doing it really well, yeah. I really like them both. But I get I, what I, you're I, saying though. Like any of that feeling I might've had of the first one is pretty much gone. It's just like, yeah. okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and I like these first, uh, this first podcast because we watched two and now right after this, we can go watch the next, next two. two. <laughs> yeah, two more. So we can get four when we get, you know, a little more than a third of the way through the series. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's 10 episodes, but basically we will watch them in four weeks, one month. Yeah. Yep. So that's not too bad. I mean, I've read that, Netflix may might move away from releasing all episodes at once and do weekly. And oh, yeah. I hope so. As a yeah, podcaster, it it's would make better. My yeah. life a whole lot easier. I've been griping about it for years. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good for the shows, at least the shows that are good. To be able you know, to because, yeah. yeah. I mean like in the olden days, you know, you just couldn't wait for the next episode to come out. Yeah. There's now you binge it and you start seeing patterns and you're like, oh, okay, well, they're just kind of rehashing this, you know. Well, selfishly, I want it, but also at the same time, I I think it just does them a little bit better because you're talking about the show a lot more. We don't talk about shows Mm -hmm. anymore. People just binge Mm -hmm. a show in a weekend or in a week or however long, uh, and then they move (laughs) on to the next, and nobody's sitting down talking about it and analyzing it anymore. Right? Well, yes, we are, but you know, people (laughs) don't, and you know, we don't have those water cooler shows anymore. There's so few shows that do that week to week, you know, and it's like, what do you mean? Every gone. show does it except Netflix shows. Every other yeah, show like, does it. Hey, did you see Cobra Kai? Yeah. I saw all 10 episodes. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know. It was good. <laughs> yeah. I, I it's mean, like, there's like information overload. Probably every, I don't even need to say this, but it's, I, I want to binge a show if I'm not podcasting on it. I, I, you, it's like potato chips. You want the next one, but, and then when you have to wait, it's like, Oh, I got to wait a whole week. But, Overall, said and done, it 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 lets you appreciate it more. You have more time to think yeah. about it and digest it and process it, and I think that's Absolutely. a well, more satisfying experience. I'm not a binger, so even if I'm not podcasting on something, you I don't, don't like, do that. No. When I fr- I mean, the first time I ever did that was I hadn't watched Lost at all in season one, and I kept hearing about it. So I got the DVD set because there was no streaming services back then, and mm. me and my friend Chad just 
stayed up all day and night watching those and his wife was like what are you guys doing (laughs) (laughs) and it was it was pretty cool and it was right before season two started so we just went right into season two that was that was intense anyway i tend to watch two episodes at a time i'll watch like two and then like not for a couple more days and then two more (laughs) yeah that's 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 what i call binging you know i'll watch maybe two episodes of something Mm -hmm. depending on what it is um and how deep it is and Whatever, but no, I, I, I don't like watching something in a weekend or in a night or anything like that. It's just not. I want to enjoy it. Yeah, uh, me too. If Cobra Kai, if we weren't podcasting on it, I would watch it all in a weekend. Whether I like <laughs> it, probably not. It's like heroin. You just do it. There's some shows you, yeah, you can't not watch the next show because every, yeah. every show ends on a cliffhanger. I mean, every episode, you know. This podcast is my treatment plan. <laughs> keeps me honest <laughs> all right your 10-step program <laughs> <laughs> it's right well five-step <laughs> so we will take a break there is more to come we've got some news we got some listener feedback stay with us back it's time for some news uh, well we already talked about uh how season five has a perfect as a, at least today anyway a perfect score on rotten tomatoes so when i saw that i was like okay so maybe that will help me then with that first episode <laughs> that'll give that'll give me, me hope. too i thought the same thing yeah. <laughs> um so Absolutely. i thought that was good news so because i was thinking oh crap the first bad season i mean just <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be surprised if you actually thought that, but I was a little bit worried, you know, that first episode, I was yeah, like, was. oh, I was like, this is not, uh, but anyway, I, I already talked about that, but I always worry about that with this show. I shouldn't at this point. Yeah. I, th- cause after that first season was so good. Yeah. I'm like, it feels like they, they did it all. Like what else could they do? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, there, there was one, um, interesting piece I thought, um, it's hard to look up because all the episodes are available, like we were talking about with Netflix, they, they are all out there right now. It's difficult to look up too much news and not get spoiled. But I did see the MMA fighter that um, Johnny had to fight uh, there in Mexico. He's a true MMA fighter. Oh, wow. He is the current Ultimate Fighting Championship. He's 205-pounder Eric Anders. Wow. So thought that was cool that they got him on the show um yeah but i guess uh william zapka they had a little interview with him uh, asking about what that was like and he said he was very kind and very easy on me and he laughs um he said it was great he's a tank what a sweet guy all those guys all the stunt guys including him he was great so it was nice that they let me the karate white lightning or whatever they called me get a shot in on them he said the spinning heel kick is very far-fetched it wouldn't happen in real life but it's television so i'll take it it was great right so (laughs) it's pretend right so i thought that was uh pretty cool that uh, they got a real guy in there. So anyway, that's all that I've got this week. Cool. All right, let's get into some listener feedback. 
Gemma Hall says, It was great and so nice to be back. So glad Johnny and Robbie beat up the surfer dudes and they had some good bonding over the chili. He said it was sad to see Miguel's realization that his father was no good after all. Johnny and Robbie wearing the FBI t-shirts was hilarious and his fight with the MMA guys. Terry Silver is fascinating to watch, but just so evil and oppressive. I just love Cobra Kai and it brings back so many memories for me. I love the nostalgia and references to the past. Chosen is great too. Hmm. Alma Contreras, I'm glad to see Johnny and Robbie finally having a relationship. I was cracking up when he busted out that FBI female body inspector shirt. And I knew those punk-ass surfers were going to get a beatdown from Johnny. OMG, Johnny's Spanish kills me. The pepper challenge, LOL. It was sad to see Daniel uh, Danielson closing down the dojo. Off to a good start, and I look forward to hearing the cast. That's funny. Yeah. Erica N. Furter says, Just watched episode one, and I'm so excited to be back. I still can't believe that Chosen is comic relief and is just so good at it. <laughs> I know. I, I'm shocked, to be honest, that that's how they went with him. And I mean, especially if you had not seen him at all last season and just remembered him from Karate Kid 2, where he was just a total asshole. <laughs> But he's so great in this. Uh, she goes on. Love the little surprise at the end. Side note. Finally met Ralph Macchio last month. He was seriously the nicest guy and is super excited about the new season. I totally fangirled when he just started singing Rocky Horror songs for me. Because <laughs> Erica does a Rocky Horror show. So she was oh. in her get up, you know. Yeah. She showed me a that picture. So it's pretty cool. funny. <laughs> Tiffany Tabalt says, My son suggested a Cobra Kai marathon this weekend. As in the UK, everything else is canceled because of the Queen's death and it's raining. Uh, and I mm. and I told him one episode a week because I follow the podcast. Two times a week might sell better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two a week could be over before mm -hmm. you know it. All right. So we have a call from Mike Caruso. He's called in before. I see he's also left messages for all the way through episode eight. So we'll oh, be hearing wow. from him throughout the season. Somebody <laughs> did binge. <laughs> which, is, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we go. Hey, Jason, Rima, and Richard. It's Mike from Cincinnati, and we're back again for another season of Cobra Kai. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I freaking love this show, and I know you guys do, too. And, wow, there was a lot to love in the first two episodes. I loved all uh, finally getting to see Johnny and Robbie, you know, finally get along and it seemed like it made Johnny really happy. So it made me really happy uh, as well. And I, I, it was cool to see Miguel, you know, finally meet his father, even though it was a little, a little sad, uh, a little heartbreaking, even though you kind of suspected that, that it might be once we finally got there. Yeah. Um, and I think the, my favorite aspect of these episodes was the chosen uh, Terry Silver stuff. It was just, you know, will Terry figure it out? Well, how long will the facade last? Um, you suspected it wouldn't last very long, and of course it didn't. Um, but I found that really compelling. And I also, it occurred to me, like, you know, Chosen being the one of the main antagonists from the second film and um, Terry Silver being one of the main antagonists from the third film uh, and having those two antagonists from separate movies now, well you know, I'm assuming they're going to eventually come to blows. It seems pretty obvious at this point. So I just thought that was cool. And there might be other characters coming back from some of those other films and we might see them come to blows and uh, we might see a bunch of mixing and matching of some of those pairings. Um, 
And I thought that was really cool. I'm, I'm getting even more excited to see where this season goes. And uh, I think we're, we could be in for some, some surprises. So uh, can't wait to uh, put on these next two episodes right freaking now, probably. And uh, <laughs> he did. can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Later. <laughs> Thanks, well, Mike. His enthusiasm is very infectious. That was great. Yeah, Thanks, Mike. <laughs> and I agree. I, that's one thing I didn't mention believe it or not, I didn't mention everything is um, it is cool <laughs> to see the two villains from the two movies together, you know, yeah. we've never seen that before. That's cool. Chosen and Terry silver. I wonder if there'll be a scene where all of the villains are on screen at once. Like a villain reunion. Chosen, <laughs> that picture. Terry, Crease. We're all at a bar making fun of Johnny and Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Toasting. Right. Complaining. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my back. Daniel's an asshole. Thinks he's so great. Kicked me right Johnny's there, there too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no! And Daniel wakes up from a dream. No! <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, yeah, the perfect um, end to that dream is... Um, it pans over and there's Amanda there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff just writes itself. Yeah. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. It's great to be back talking about the show. Always makes me happy. Totally. If you want to write in or send us a voice message, you can find all our contact information at podcastica.com slash contact. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows. Oh yeah, Remy, you just recorded an episode of the cast of the rings today about Amazon's rings of power. How did that, how did that go? Yeah, I just, I finished about an hour before we started (laughs) today. Um, That was I haven't even seen the episode yet. It was, it was really great. Got to record with Anwen and Penny, and that was fantastic. And oddly enough, as long as I've known Anwen, and Penny just feels like she's been a longtime part of the family, podcasting family, but um, mm-hmm. we'd never podcasted together. So it was mm. it was amazing. Cool. And, you know, it's it's a great show, That Rings of Power. I'm, I'm digging it so far. I don't know. I don't understand. And I don't understand the criticism at all or, like, any negativity that I've you know, heard whisperings mm-hmm. about. I think it's. They're I think it's really trolls. good. Yeah, it's it's sad, but um. It, have you just seen the first episode? So seen. Far? Uh, no, this was the third episode. That was on yeah, the third. Oh, on. you're yeah. doing on a third. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. But I've been digging it. I actually, I want to. Oh, I just don't have time. I want to watch that as soon as I can. Yeah, it was really good. Well, if you're listening to this on House Podcastica, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to the standalone version, Cobra Kai Cast, which has all our Cobra Kai coverage. Thank you, everybody. And next episode of this podcast will be Cobra Kai Season 5, Episodes 3 and 4, Playing with Fire and Downward Spiral. Uh Uh-oh, maybe that's Chosen just losing it. Oh, man. Oh, no. I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) This will be the last episode of Cobra Kai cast. (laughs) With Jason. Just kidding. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Adios, dickheads. (laughs) (laughs) 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.